Hey, welcome everybody. This is Captain Joe and Johnny Two Bears from the Sasquatch Encounter Brigade. It's a happy Thursday uh, for some folks. Uh, t today's the kickoff of the NFL season. Um, and for us, it's also part two of having Jimmy Barr on with us. But, uh, you know, it was a great episode last week. Um, I was actually able to share it with some friends who are who consider themselves non-believers, you know, and uh, um, they were really interested in, in, in his story just because of the fact that, you know, they are able to go back and watch the episode um, when he was on TV. But anyways, Johnny, how are you doing? Good, man. Doing good. Just getting stuff done for work and all kinds of other stuff. That's right. That's right. Um, well, let me let me let you know. Let me let everybody know how my day's been. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know how you get a coffee pot, and on one side it's got the one cup coffee maker. Yeah. And on the other side, you make a whole pot. Yep. Well, right before we we came on here, I went to make myself a nice little cup of coffee, and I go back to retrieve my cup of coffee, and uh, apparently I made an entire pot on top of my countertop because I picked the wrong side of the coffee maker. That's how my day's been. <laughs> oh man! So did uh, uh did, did was Mrs. Two Bears mad? Oh no no, she was gone. She did not witness it. All, oh that's you know, good. It's not the first time, so all there would have been involved is a uh, maybe throwing me a couple towels and a head shake. You know, like there he goes again. Well, we need to go so, ahead. And we need to change her ma her name again to a, a better better name to, as making cups of coffee for two bears you know <laughs> oh what a day what a day yeah. man well that, hey you know you've also had some pretty cool things going on in your uh your at home uh research when i say at home you have the luxury of being able to step outside your back door and and have the uh um have a great research area i mean when i say back door i mean heck you even got uh some audio or suspected audio of them being on your back porch but yeah that's it <laughs> yeah so yeah um you know uh i got excited there for a minute um i had the audio i made a video about that that sounds uh strangely familiar to the one i got last winter to where they were on the back deck sounds mm -hmm. very familiar uh that was cool and then but I started, I, I, I had to pull back on the reins a little bit. Um, as everybody, as you know, whoever's been watching here lately, I was going to do a 40 days of live. Uh, right. Try to do 40 days in the field and do lives for 40 minutes, right? And yeah. I explained that it'd probably be some skipping around, you know, life in general, but that was the basic premise. Well, before I even got to that point, you know, I'd come up with the idea and before I even launched to do that, uh, I had something happen that I wasn't sure I was going to talk about, but I'm going to go ahead and talk about it because it's relevant. Um, a couple days prior, I got a phone call from my wife and she says, uh, hey, can you hear a drone when it's flying? And uh, I said, yeah, you can hear a drone. She said, well, I can't see it, but I hear it. And I told her, I'm like, well, look, find a tree uh, with low-hanging branches. Hang out there. Uh, don't move around and wait and see what happens. Sure enough, a drone comes out. And she sends me a uh, video of it. Now, uh, 
it may have nothing to do with what's going on around here. It could be uh, perverts or children. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Yeah. But the thing is, it did it three times. It hung around for 10 minutes, and it would go around the perimeter of my property. It also hung out in what I consider sensitive areas right behind my property. It only stayed on my property, and then it would leave. And then it, 15, 20 minutes later, I'm assuming after a battery change, it would come back, and it did that three times. Uh, I don't like it. Um, it's... Again, it may have nothing to do with anything that's going on around here, uh, but if it does, uh, you know, I got to kind of take that into consideration, you know. I'll never know, you know, unless I shoot it down and then somebody comes looking for the drone, which I don't think that'll happen. But uh, so that was like, uh, I really don't know, but I went ahead and launched. And then... Uh, a couple days I went to the management area I went there without doing a live I looked around I found this particular spot I really think it has potential I wind up I start my lives I go back there I go to this particular area and while I'm doing the live I find what may or may not be a track I don't know it wasn't good enough but it's about five inches long uh, it looked like the front part of the toes um, had hit and then pushed the dirt up and then the hill had barely touched in the back and lifted up and left a perfect ring like where a hill just barely touched mm. I went over that I looked at it um, didn't make a huge deal but I showed it to everybody during the live um, I get done that was you know whatever a week ago now I'm going through the video and I had a rear facing thermal camera attached to me and from what I've seen so far in this video before I go down there and find that track when I'm setting everything up and I turn around to go down this embankment to go down to that area uh, up in the tree there is a branch that is straight the tree is bent down like this and then a face pops up uh, down below it there's another white something another heat signature um there's some moving around i sent joe and them uh copies of some screenshots there definitely looks like a face yeah um but from what i've seen going through it it's not 100 percent at all uh it's not the patterson film um it's just enough for me to think that maybe i'm on to them uh but i can't say that definitely but with all that combined possibly being back on and then the drone uh i stopped i kind of put a pause on everything i'm like wait a second i need to uh i need to reevaluate this because mainly for i just don't need to be broadcasting where i'm gonna be and at what time i'm gonna be there and what i'm doing you know what i'm saying yeah i need i need to kind of circle the wagons a little bit uh, that's not going to stop me from doing what I'm doing. But when it comes to the drone thing, you know, I don't want to be overly paranoid. Odds are nobody cares about what I'm doing. But as a husband and a father, I've got to say that may be a problem. You know, um, not that I'm really worried about it. Uh, I'm really not worried about a drone. 
I mean, it's an invasion of privacy, but uh, if it is your drone and you're watching, buy a backup drone because I'm going to take it out whenever I can and do not come on my property. You've been warned. So that's what I'm going to say publicly. Uh, again, it could be kids, perverts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know what's going on, but I am going to quit advertising exactly what I'm doing and when I'm doing it a little bit. I'm going to pull back on that. Now, I've always done that because of, um, you know, I would just want to show everybody what I'm doing in the process, you know, and, uh, you know, just in the, the spirit of disclosure and learning and sharing. But I'm going to have to pull back on the reins a little bit. So, yeah, man. I mean, and, and there's nothing wrong with having some level of OPSEC with what you're doing. Yeah. You know, because, um, again, this is this is your back door, right outside right. your back door. Your personal property, your family's property, you know. Um, like I said, you got a wife and you got your kids there. Yeah. yeah they don't need to be snooped on, you know. No. So. And I've, I've always said that, you know, this is fun. It's super entertaining. I love doing it. Uh, it's an amazing, it's unbelievably interesting and I feel like it's almost like it's a gift. You know what I'm saying? That I'm in like a real special position, but if they ever claw cross a line, I will turn my yard into Fallujah, you know? And then if it starts bringing humans, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, uh. Anyway, that's what's been going on. Um, that's why I'm not doing the lives. But some pretty cool stuff is happening at the same time. So, that's uh, good. That's good. Yeah. Hey, so, anyway, that's enough about me. Let's get to Jimmy, man. Yeah, man. Um, Jimmy, you there? You still there? You soaking in the pool? Nope. There he is. What's up, guys? Hey, Jimmy. Up, hey, thanks, thanks, thanks. For, thanks for having me back on. No, oh, thank yeah. you. Thank you for coming back on. Well, you know, literally in the pool. In the pool. He is. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 Jimmy, uh, you, uh, last week's episode was really good because I was a able to let, let some friends uh, who are non-believers um, uh, listen, and uh, whether it be your story, your way of, of describing, you know, your childhood experience and encounter. Um, even all the way up to, uh, your trip to Tennessee, it's funny because like my friends, you know, like, damn, what happened? <laughs> <We're> like, <laughs> you know, so like, you know, like, Hey, he's, he, you know, uh, we're going to get Jimmy on for uh, part two. Yeah, and so, <laughs> so one of the neatest things is like, uh, um, yeah. And Johnny will tell you, man, I, I have been very blessed since the military, uh, to be able to work and, and do some, um, things and, uh, um, remarkable industries you know from the uh, outdoor tv you know from uh hunting shows and whatnot the uh, uh that type of community to to golf and and um uh you name it you know and and in those travels you know whatnot you know you get to meet with some great folks you know some some of them like you know uh we had a listener from people from jack links beef jerky right you know and that's the whole messing with sasquatch right. and it's so funny because you know it um, in in their industry, they know they they sell a ton of, of beef jerky to hunters and fishermen and hikers and stuff like that. Um, 
you know, they were interested in talking to me about, you know, the, the golf side of things that I do. And then I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, I also do this Bigfoot podcast. And they're like, no way. There's a <laughs> there's podcasts about Bigfoot. I'm like, like I'm like, did you? I, I said, <laughs> and I said, yeah, yeah I, said, uh, I said, dude, there, you know, there, there's a whole sh- ton of, of Bigfoot podcasts. <laughs> and, and but it's funny because, like, you know, these guys are like, probably, you know, I mean, they're a billion dollar with a B. You know, yeah. company with a Sasquatch mascot, right? Yeah. And uh, they don't think anything about the, you know, the Bigfoot community, you know, right. because it's, you know, it's like, ah, you know, it's it's a mascot to them, and they're doing great and and whatnot. So they they sent Johnny and I this this box this past week of uh, um of shirts, you know, uh, and whatnot. So Johnny, we got to get yours shipped over to you. But a- anyways, and so they're like, man, we. We need to start giving out some like Jack Link's care packages on you guys' podcast. I'm like, dude, people love that, you know? Yeah, they would. Yeah, but but it's funny because like all of a sudden like drawings for them and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, then all of a sudden it's kind of like, there's Bigfoot podcast, you know? I was like, yeah, (laughs) you know. And so, uh, so um, uh, too bad, everyone. Uh, I got them. I got them locked up. So don't go reaching out to them. <laughs> so uh no but the remarkable thing was was your story man and and uh um i don't know it's because when we left la, la on part one interview with you it was you know you're, you started talking about your trip to tennessee and and all that and then that's when johnny said all right no more we got to save that because <laughs> we could tell that okay we're, you know we're, we're gonna have another good 45 uh, 45 minutes to an hour yeah, from I that. Didn't know, I didn't know exactly what was coming, but I could tell, by the way. I mean, it obviously uh, obviously had an effect on you, Jimmy. I knew... It, it, still, does, it still does. I, it's, it's, I knew something was coming, so I was like, wait, 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 yeah. hold on. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's do this the right way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so Jimmy, um, I guess let's just kind of like uh, step back. Your, your, your trip to Tennessee, you know, and then you're talking about when you had parked and let out yeah, your just, uh, just your sub- yeah. from the very beginning. You, you know your yeah, Seba- well, your Sebastian Bach, you know how? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. My Sebastian Bach scream. So <laughs> it, it all kind of boils down to the start of why I was even there was yeah. uh, um, I'd been doing music for two and a half decades, but it's been all covers. I've never really done originals, and I started doing originals. And I just changed genres from, from, from the 80s metal, rock and roll, to, to country rock type stuff. And one of my songs was submitted to the Josie Music Awards, which was held in Gatlinburg and the, in, in, in Tennessee. Um, the award show was in Dollywood. The pre-ceremony show was held at um, Jake Blake Shelton's uh, club, Old Reds. Um, but that's why I was going up there. You know, I had Bigfoot. wasn't on the brain, man. It wasn't on the brain. Um, this drive, you know, to, you know, maybe I'll finally get recognized. It'd be great to be recognized for the work that you put in something, you know, for so long. And so that was what was in my head. Not, not Bigfoot. I wasn't thinking about Bigfoot until I got off of uh, 40 on Foothills Parkway and started heading west towards Cosby, Illinois. And once I got off of 40, started heading um, west towards Cosby on the Foothills Parkway. There's these overlooks and there's like four of them. And the very first one I came to was Overlook Number Four, but as I was coming up to it, I didn't know I was—I didn't know there was going to be one there. I hadn't got to it yet, but I was like, 
this thought popped in my head, man, this looks like some really squatchy stuff, you know? I mean, this, this, this is, I, I love the mountains. I love Chattanooga area. I love the, the way the mountains look there. I love seeing the waterfalls going down the, the mountains as you're driving through, you know, and whatnot. And this overlook popped up and um, I drove up to it and I pulled along the sidewalk and there's the picture of, of the sidewalk um, where the little arrows are showing you the directions for Google is where I parked right up against the curb. You, you get on that sidewalk and take two or three steps. It's a two or three hundred foot fall. There's no rope. There's no railing. There's no gonna save your life um, device there. And so I got out with my truck running um, and just took the scenery in and this that that thought popped in my head you know you should be one of them silly Matt moneymaker calls or whoever it is or whatever and I don't know how he does his calls I mean I've seen him a million times I just I never paid much attention but I knew how I can do an 80s metal yell okay and um, so I did a big old high push high pitch yell you know uh, out there to this big old valley and I was wanting to hear you know this this echo return of what I did you know and after about two or three seconds in my head, I said, uh, you dummy, <laughs> you're not going to hear anything. You just yelled way out to a great big open. There's nothing for it to bounce off. And um, as soon as I did that, two or three seconds go by, and I got I got yelled at slash word at um, by something that sounded like a giant humanoid caveman. It had two different tones in it. It had a low tone and a medium tone. When I did my yell that way, and there was no reason for me to record. I didn't have my phone out. I, there, I wasn't expecting anything to happen. This is just the Bigfoot wasn't on my mind until I pulled over to see this big scenery. I looked around. There's no cars around. I just did it, and then something roared at me from behind, and it uh, it just had this big, <laughs> but it was way louder. If you show the next picture on where it came from across the street, um, I could feel the vibration in my pants. Um, if you show the next picture, um, I don't know if you can make that any bigger or whatnot, but no. at least on my end, it's teeny tiny. Um, but it, it came from right in there and instantly I froze. I got stupid excited, stupid scared, stupid anxious, and I went around to the back or I went around the back of my truck, got in the driver's side, which was on the mountain side. I got on the phone with my wife. I'm stupid excited. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. You should just, you, you'll never believe what just happened. I told her what happened. I showed her, I video called her. I wanted to see this. And um, I'm showing her and, and she's like, okay, 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 okay. Focus, focus, focus. You just drove all this way. Don't do anything stupid. You're by yourself. Go to the hotel, check in. You're by yourself. And you know, and I'm like, babe, I, I, I'm, I'm in my, my flip-flops. I'm not going up there. You know, and, and I assured her that I wasn't going to go up there. Um, and she hung up and I changed into my hiking boots. Um, my, they're, they're in my truck. And, but. You, you assured her you weren't going up there. And then right after. Right. Phone, but, but right. At, it was when I hung up. It was when I hung up. The thing was, there's moments in your life that come to you and you're like, I am never not going to know right. what happens you from this moment if I don't and I'm going to kick myself in my face for the rest of my life if I don't so I put my boots on I didn't have a walking stick or anything I just went up there and and this that the pictures right there that you have those are from 
a year later. Oh wow! So that's actually even fuller in that picture than what it was. But but it's still in September. When I went up there, it was September 2019, uh, September 19th, 2020. I think it was 2020 or 2019, but it was September 19th when I went there. Um, and uh, so I went up there, but I had to go up a different. I, I couldn't go straight across the street because the path of resistance was just almost straight up in a spot. I had to go just I don't know, 15 yards farther to the to the right when you're looking at the mountainside. And I went up the path of least resistance and I didn't even bother looking at the ground because as soon as I got in there, Joe, are you there was... trying to make everybody drunk? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as soon, as, as soon, yeah, if you switch to the mountainside picture, everybody would be like, oh, okay, he went up in that. But um, as I went up, there was no reason for me, as soon as I got into the trees, there was no reason for me to look at the ground for anything because there was just, inches and inches and inches of leaf litter i was it was like i was walking in the fall so there was i don't know how many years worth of leaf litter just piled up so i didn't even pay attention to the ground and and the what i my mind my thought process was is when you're going up a mountain and you're wanting to find something i didn't even think about it it's just how i figured it in my head i just did it when you're looking up a hill a mountain you've got the ground in front of you you've got the trees and you're seeing the canopy as well from the trees above you as you're looking up. And it's, it's a lot to filter through when you're just looking for one thing. So my thought process was I want to go higher than where I think this came from and look down so I don't have to see any canopy. I can just see all these trees, something moving horizontal in a vertical world, you know. Um, so that's why I went up. And as I'm walking up, I'm... Um, uh, there was this, uh, there was a down tree that fell, you know, fell uphill. So there was a root ball, but it, it was a root ball and I've seen root balls. I wasn't worried about anything. Um, so I'm walking up and I'm walking up and I'm getting closer and in mid stride, um, in mid stride, this, it wasn't a voice. It wasn't a voice. It wasn't mind speak. It was a thought. While I'm still thinking and analyzing and looking around, a thought interrupted my thought, um, like a projected thought almost. I don't know how else to explain it, but that. And it said, the thought said, do not take another step. It'll be very bad if you do. In mid-stride, when I planted my foot, I had made up my mind, you're not taking another step that direction. Um, and it wasn't my thought. It, 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 I'm thinking about things already, looking and you know, analyzing. And hey, something came through, interrupted my thought of do not take another step. It'd be very bad if you do. So I was like, well, um, I wanted to go up higher and then cut over and look down because I thought it was over this way more. But I wanted to be far enough away that if I went straight at it, it would just keep driving it up. I kind of wanted to arc around it. You know what I mean? Um, and so I was like, all right, I'm just going to, I'll just head left straight to the source. Um, I get about 15 yards away from where that happened. I'm not thinking about anything, not even thinking about what just happened. Something just said, do not take another step. It would be very bad if you. And I can't even say that differently. It feels like, it feels like a sin, like a bad sin to say it any other way. Then I can, do not take another step. It will be very bad if you do. So I got about 15 yards away going straight directly to it in mid stride, the same thing, boom. It's in there, 
Out of nowhere, do not take another step. It'll be very bad if you do. In mid-stride, planted my foot, and I'm like, I look around. I'm not seeing what I'm hoping to see. So, all right, I got, I've got to get back to the hotel and uh, check in. And so now I actually pay attention to the ground. There was no reason to before. I wasn't going to see tracks. I just wasn't. But as soon as I turned around and started paying attention to the ground, everything's covered in leaves. Everything. Down to trees, down saplings. Everything's covered in leaves. They're buried under these leaves. But I started seeing these rocks that were cantaloupe to dinner plate size on top of the leaves where everything else is buried under the leaves. And I look at a couple of the rocks, you know, like, oh, this is weird, you know, and then I kind of look up, don't see anything, take a few more steps, see some more rocks. Um, and they're just big old cantaloupe size rocks or flat dinner plate size rocks. And so now I'm like thinking, it's not a rock slide. There would be mud, there would be marks, there would be trails of something coming down, there'd be disturbance. These rocks are dry on top, but wet on bottom, um, and but the leaves are dry on top. Like the le like they had been there over the night or something, you know, and the dew was still in them or whatnot. Um, so after finding about twelve or fifteen of these things, and then seeing one leaning up against the tree, so if I'm facing up the hill, that way is the mountain. The tree is like this. This way is the. Uh, this is the mountain. This way is my truck. The tree's this way. The mountain's that way. There's rock at the base of the tree, just leaning against it, and it's one of those flat, like sandstone rocks. But it's about dinner plate size, just leaning against the tree. So, I made my way down and um, just thought about it and thought about it, and like in that time frame, I just got news that a friend of mine in the music scene back home in Illinois had passed away. And so I was bummed, you know, I was bummed about that. Um, I was thinking about that, but I was thinking about this and I got to the hotel and I was thinking about, eat, went to the post party thing. Um, uh, and that actually comes a little bit later, that picture. Um, but um, went, to the, went to the ceremony, I did not win, but I was forever grateful to be uh, nominated out of 29,000 songs submitted. My song was nominated, you know, to me that was, that was success enough, you know. Um, and so I went home, but the whole ride home I kept thinking, wait a minute, there's all these big rocks on top of everything that should be covered. That don't make any sense. Everything else is covered with leaf litter. Um, there's not some gomer pile Bigfoot walking around with the armful of stones stumbling and they're falling out everywhere, you know. Um, so I drove back home and I, and I thought about it. I thought about it. I'm like, no, this, this is something's re there regularly. Something's there regularly. And I think, what, what else could it be? It doesn't make any sense that a bear would be carrying rocks. It doesn't make any sense that humans would go up the side of a hill just dropping random stones with no signs of human up there. No bottles, no cans, no garbage. Um, you know, that's almost as silly as, you know, sometimes things are more sillier than thinking the Bigfoot did it. Um, and it ate at me and ate at me. That's all I could think about for months. It's all I could freaking think about. I couldn't think about anything. They're there. They're there. I know they're there. There's a cave system. There's got to be a cave system. They're there. This thing, 
yelled at me when I yelled. And that's another thing I want to address. When I was a kid, when the thing yelled at us when we were running around the trailer, we would have never known it was there had it not vocalized at us. It didn't have to. We would have never known it was there. This thing, I would have never known it was there had it vocalized at me. And I don't understand that. Um, and some people think, you know, maybe once you've experienced one like I did or however you experience it, that you're marked or, or whatnot. Um, I, I don't know that. I don't know that to be true. Maybe uh, if they can see in different spectrums, you know, people say that, that we all have different energy and different aura, different light. You know, <laughs> I was always telling my buddies, you know, maybe mine's pink. And it was like, that guy's a sissy. We can mess with him. He doesn't seem much of a threat, you know. <laughs> Um, you know, but it, it made me think why I would have never known it was there had it not vocalized. But I don't ask me why I went up. Just I had to go otherwise because I knew I wouldn't get another opportunity. That's why I went up. But a month later, I went back. Um, a, a month later, I parked in the same exact spot, um, just like the picture shows where I parked here and I yelled there. Um, but I got out of my truck. But this time I was prepared. I got out of my truck. My passenger side is on against the sidewalk. My driver's side is up against the mountain. I walked around to the back of my truck, got up on the sidewalk. I faced the mountain with my phone recorded this time. I wasn't going to let this opportunity pass by if something happened. I didn't think anything was going to happen. But I did that same exact yell. And as soon as I finished it, second, two, um, I got a whoop back. And but it wasn't a whoop. It was a whoo. It, it was from high to low. I'm freaking out. I'm like, yes, and I've got it. I stopped my phone. I, I got it. You know, you ain't. I've got it. I've got it. I've got what I needed. Everything is lined up on what I was theorizing. They're here. This is not a place of passing through. This many stones on top of everything that should be buried. It's here. So my truck's still running. I go around to my driver door. It's still open, by the way. Um, and my truck's still running. I get in my truck with my door still open, driver's side facing the mountain where I just got whooped at. Um, and I'm putting my, I'm putting my uh, hiking boots on. And my knees are out the driver's side door on the floorboard as I'm putting one shoe on and I'm tying the shoe. I put the other shoe on and tying my, my hiking boot. And I set up here. I said in my head, I said to myself, this wasn't no thought projection or anything. I said to myself, I just drove 12 and a half freaking hours. There's nothing that's going to stop me from going up this mountain. And I said that up here. I thought it. I said it in my head. As I'm tying my shoes, I'm excited. I'm ready to go. I just drove 12 and a half hours, and there's nothing that's going to stop me from going up this mountain. And from complete silence, there was this giant crunch. And it sounded like something took a big oak tree and swung it against another big oak tree. It just, you could, from silence to crunch, you could hear bark. It just, you could just hear the crunch of the tree, just crunch. It reverberated. I could feel the vibration just at the edge of my truck. I said that up here, man. I just drove 12 and a half freaking hours. 
There's nothing going to stop me from crossing this road. That happened a couple seconds later, and I never crossed that road. I stayed in my truck that whole night. I drove 12 and a half hours. I used the resources. I used the resources I had, and at the time, it wasn't much. I had a baby monitor that had night vision on it, right? And I put that baby monitor night vision camera on the side of my truck, and I sat in the back seat because the back back seats have tinted windows, factory tinted. They're dark. You ain't seeing in those windows, especially at night. And I'm staring at this monitor to see what I could see. I have my driver's door down, window down, and I'm hearing steps across the street in the leaves. Crunch. 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 Slow steps. They go this way. They come back this way. They go this way. They come back like it's just pacing but slow and I'm starting to get nervous because I can't see anything so I get out of my truck with my camera monitor in hand and that baby monitor is only picking me up from about two feet from it it's so black out there that there's not enough light on that mountainside to give it any other light and so that IR was so weak that it wasn't picking me up until it was too late okay Mm -hmm. so I started really really getting nervous because as you look at that picture on the screen what just made that crunch earlier when I got there that sounded like it was strong enough to pick up a fully mature oak tree and smash it against another fully oak tree could have flipped my 1500 ram over that side of that cliff that I'd never been seen again And all that I kept thinking about is, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're you're not going up there. There's no way I'm going up there. Um, I'm not a brave guy, but I'll do some stupid stuff. Um, A lot of time when I'm out researching it by myself at 2 in the morning, I'm still still full of anxiety, still nervous, but I'm never going to know unless I go. Um, But I never got four feet away from my truck from the time that crunch happened and when I got there it was probably two or three in the afternoon I sat and looked at the hillside and waited and waited and waited and I was overwhelmed with what had happened because when I'm, when you say in your mind when you think I just drove 12 and a half hours there's nothing that's going to stop me from going up there and something replies to you with a sense of force without saying anything and stops you, I, I, I didn't know what to do. And, and because of that, um, it really, really messed with me about first, I started thinking, okay, um, it, you, know, you know, without delving into the supernatural or the other abilities that these things may or may not have, it, I couldn't put any sense to that. It didn't make any sense, and it still bothers me to this day. When you think something and something replies to what you're thinking, um, it's not coincidence. So um, I never went back, but I drove home that night. I was planning on staying there for three days. I, I, I left that morning at like 5.30 in the morning. 
the, the following morning. I got there like 2.30, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and then the next morning, I, I, I was laying in my truck just too scared. I literally left the mountainside at like 2.30 in, in the morning and went to the nearest gas station to sleep under the lights because I was I was in a, in a in a way that I didn't think I was safe unless somebody could see me. Now, when I went back home, still struggling with what turned out to be a wasted trip in a way. I mean, it confirmed that something was there. Um, I had to go back. I had to go back. I had to go back, but I could not go back by myself. Um, I, I could not go back by myself. I could have. I just would have never crossed the road. Um, so I went back a year later with my buddy Bobby, my bandmate, my best friend, my roommate. Um, he's in our group, uh, Bigfoot Force Giants. Um, and he went with me. Um, and we went up the same path, but this it was raining. Both times I went the first time, it was not raining. It was actually nice. This time it was raining and it was terrible. You know, you go up a mountain and a cliff when it's raining, you know, at a, <laughs> there's like a parade of ducks going by right now. This is great. I don't know if you guys can... <laughs> Can you see all of them? Like being at my house. Oh, yeah. I Can you see, see them all? Yep. <laughs> Sorry. But uh, um, uh, we went, and, you know, it was it was a rough go to get up that, that hillside wet. And then when you showed the pictures of uh, the rocks, the, the two rocks that were pulled out of the holes, um, those rocks were pulled out of holes that they had sat in for a while. Um, and those were you know, softball, cantaloupe-sized rocks. Um, those, it could have been a bear. I'm not saying that that was Bigfoot-related, but those were moved. There's another, uh, that rock, right? That you enlarge that a little bit. Oh, yeah, that's with my, my yeah. Yeah, that's with, uh, that's where the hole was. Um, but as we ventured up and, and up and we got to a spot, Bobby was a little to my left which would have been back east and I came across this down tree that was uh it was laying over the peak so about two-thirds of it was on the ground and about a third of it was hanging over the edge um can you show the other picture the other the other view of it um yeah so I came from there's a there's a big that rock is about the size of a coffee table. It's busted in half. But the size that the, the, the rock that's on the tree, do you have the picture of the rock that's on the tree all by itself? Yeah. That rock is about five and a half inches thick, I would say. And that's probably about, gosh, if I had to guess, 15. 15 inches across um, that is a big old hefty rock laying on a down tree um, right where I thought the tree smashed into a tree but when we got there uh, this is what we found a, a big rock busted in half the other half is on the other side of the root ball and if you look around that tree there's no where that rock came from there's nowhere around that tree that that rock came from um it was busted in half 
and so when I seen that, it was like, okay, something up here is throwing boulders and not swinging trees at other trees. But when we went there, we didn't have any, any bad vibe, any, anything that told us that they had been there since or whatnot. But to the right of that tree, when you're looking at the tree, probably about 15 yards away, there's a, a spot where it's like a, where it's like a shelf, like you're flat and all of a sudden there's a there's a shelf and then over here there's a bunch of shrubs growing up and it's like six foot high six seven foot high and there was no way to get up on that shelf unless we had a step ladder and a hatchet to chop that stuff down because that shrub was all the way on the edge and um i feel like the next time i go there i have to explore going up there um it was getting really, really tr tough to navigate up there because of the wetness and the rain. Um, we slid a lot. So we didn't get to spend as much time that we wanted to up there. It rained for two and a half days um, when we went. But I, wa I want to, I need to, I got to go back to this spot. You should, I think, John, you said this place is only like, what, four hours, four and a half hours from you? Yeah, I think it's like four hours from me. Um, and I don't under, I don't know how to explain, um, I don't know how to explain to anybody the saying in your head thinking, you know, I just drove 12 and a half freaking hours. There's nothing that's going to stop me from going up there. Go, can you and, and go that back, giant crunch happens. Can you go back to the, when you were taking the steps and then you had the the thought the thought is is yeah. it was it an intrusive thought from someone not to take a step or was it just your brain no it, it was saying, not it, it was not my thought i was thinking about and looking and actively um analyzing and actively taking in information of what's there and what's what looking around and trying to looking i'm looking for movement i'm not thinking about anything and when you're out researching well, you're looking around and it was in the middle of what i was doing boom don't take another step it'll be very bad if you do um in, in mid-stride like, no was it was a, a thought like a, no it was a, a thought. thought it was a thought that i can describe as not my own um you know and, and i've had several people that's bigfoot mind speaking like you know it may have been a guardian angel for all yeah, I know, I mean, saying saying don't go another step. You're in a bad place right now. You yeah, you know that's, that's um, a definite possibility. You know it may have it may have been a well, spirit guide. It may have been a sixth sense. I don't know, um, but it wasn't from me because I wasn't thinking, which is pretty common for me. I I wasn't thinking uh, safety. I wasn't thinking self preservation. I was thinking get the answers I came for. Mm -hmm. I was thinking, figure out this problem. You know, you just got roared at, figure out what did it, lay eyes on it. That's what you want. That's why you're doing this in the first place. Go lay eyes on it. I didn't have anything to record it with when I went up there. I had my phone with me, but I, it was in my pocket. I, I, I just wanted to go up there and I knew it, what was there. Surely it's going to leave a trace. It sounded like a giant humanoid caveman with two separate vocal cords, low and medium. And it was just like, Rah! and 
it was way louder. If anybody knows anything about music or bass, it takes a lot of air to make the bass. And it moves, bass moves a lot of air. Human lungs don't have big enough lungs to move that kind of bass, to make that kind of bass, and to forcefully project it out to where you can feel it 60 yards away. Um, And it was, it was just, it was like, I'm doing something and somebody else gives you a thought. And you know how, like when we're talking behind stage and I'm constantly cutting you guys off because I'm really bad about it, but we're thinking, (laughs) you know, I'm constantly interrupting people. I'm constantly interrupting people while we're talking, but it's like, we're all (laughs) thinking, but we're interrupting our thoughts by thinking. But, um, it's just, like I said, it, it was and even then, it, like I said, it almost feels like a sin to say it any other way, but do not take another step. It would be very bad if you do. Well, that's um, not a um, – now, we've all, we've all heard that in the, in the Bigfoot world, and the mind speak is a hypothesis. I've heard it from other people yeah. and stuff like that. I've never experienced anything like that myself. But yeah. even in general, uh, without Bigfoot involved, there are – there's probably – thousands of stories of people in situations where they're doing something and then they hear a voice or they have an intrusive thought that says, Hey, don't do this and come to find out it winds up saving their life. It it saved their life or protected them. I was watching a, uh, I watched the Sean Ryan podcast, uh, and he interviews, uh, prior military guys and he was talking to a guy that talked about being on a raid he's standing at a wall for whatever reason I can't remember whether he heard it or it was like yours where it was the fault but he had to move for whatever reason he could not stand there and he it was like he was told to move next thing that happens is a uh, ID goes off uh, completely blows this wall out and collapses this massive uh, concrete ceiling on top of his buddy right where yeah. he was standing. And it was a super profound event. And that happens a lot with people just in general, not even, you know, it may not be have anything to do with Sasquatch itself. Right. But Absolutely. It's definitely, I mean, I believe in that stuff. I mean, I believe in, uh, I don't necessarily know how any of it, if it is at all, which I haven't seen it yet, connected to Sasquatch, but I do know there is another side to our reality, at least a spiritual side, that has a tendency to help us out every once in a while. You know, I've experienced that myself. So, I mean, I... There has to be, there has to be something protecting us. Uh, some of us, you know, maybe everybody's got something protecting us, because, uh, for, for example, and this is off topic, it's just like what you're saying. Like, we've all drove long distances. I used to live from Illinois, and we would come down to Florida, and I would be uh, uh, just south of Marion getting ready to cross into Kentucky, um, still in Illinois, and next thing you know, I'm in Georgia, and I can't tell you anything about Kentucky or, or, or Tennessee. <laughs> Good Lord. Don't even remember looking at the road. Next thing you know, I'm like, Georgia? What the? How, what? Um, you know, I mean, there's yeah. – it's weird. There's There's things like – why am I not dead? Not if, if I don't feeling. remember the last two states, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, is your subconscious really taken over, you know? Yeah. Um, 
but the the mind thing um yeah i've never ever claimed it to be mind speak because it was not a voice it was a thought that interrupted my thoughts um and it was a pronounced enough thought that interrupted my thoughts that made my body listen in mid-stride planted that foot and i never even inched forward i went the next to my left hmm. 15 yards away same exact phrase you know take another step it'll be very bad if you do in mid-stride i stopped and i called it quits well hey uh i think our instinct is the number one you can read all the books you want you could be the best tracker in the world you could do have all the information you need but if you don't have good instinct i think i think it makes things very difficult i think that's the number one thing i know that's what i that drives me a lot in the things i do it's just instinct so i got a squirrel barking like at the attacked ducks. by a monkey there's a squirrel barking at the ducks or he's barking at the ducks or he's barking at me uh, uh, squirrel saying don't take another step dude right <laughs> that's my acorn Right. <laughs> well, that's pretty profound, man. Um, yeah. And it, uh, unfortunately, that makes me want to pack up and go straight to that mountain. I tell you, I, I, I'll tell you exactly. Mountain. I'll tell you exactly where it's at. Um, like I said, I, I've I've openly said where it's at. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it's not a private. It's not public. It's not private property. It's public. You know, um, I, I can't lay claims to something that doesn't belong to me. Right. And if somebody else can go out there and get answers and bring it, bring it, right. you know. No, like they're going to uh, steal your Bigfoot. Or my mountain, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's crazy. That's, uh, sounds like but you when we were, somebody watching over you, you know. Yeah, when we were talking about the, the whoop, where it, instead of it going whoop, it was whoop. Now, I had to take that back and put it into um, my recording software that I use for my music. And um, I had to put splits where I wanted to lower the volume, like the noise of me and everything else, and raise the volume, of, isolate the volume of the spots where I wanted to raise. Um, and when I was doing that, there was a grunt in there that I didn't hear, but it's on that recording. There was a, ooh, ooh. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, and... Yeah, that's, that's very common. We have... Um, there's something else that we've noticed too. I've had it happen here and we've had it happen at the happy place. Um, one time was when I had to growl out here and I'm recording. I say, hello. And then it goes, Whoa. well, before all that, there's a, like, like a every, every couple, I don't know, every 10 seconds it does that. I did not hear it at all in person. Uh, the camera picked it up and then at the happy place that night we had the rocks thrown at our vehicle and or my vehicle and then uh they were grunting and vocalizing behind us during that whole time even when nothing was going on that same lip pop was going on like every couple minutes it would just go just out of nowhere and we didn't hear yeah it. i never heard it the whole time so there's a couple things that uh that get picked up that we evidently aren't hearing or they're too low, I guess, maybe to hear or whatever. But uh, yeah. I yeah, actually when, could use, you could probably help me out with uh, 
learning to do some of the, the vocal work a little better. You know, I'm, I am novice at best. As am we I. We could definitely yeah. get a lot better. I know that. Yeah. Uh, like uh, when Richard, when me and Richard went out and he had, you had him on a show, Richard Sherby, uh, we went to a place uh, where we do um, some research. And as we were leaving, um, just as we were about to break the tree line to relieve, when we started getting grunts from behind us, it sounded like a gorilla. It was like, it happened like 10 that. times. It happened like 10 times. Now, when we did that, um, I, t- I brought it home and I put it in my Presonia Studio One software for recording music and tracks and whatnot. And everything that makes a noise has a wave sound, sound wave. Now, you could hear these grunts. They gave no wave sound, no sound wave. They gave no waveform during the sound. I even isolated the grunts, which was really tough to do because I was making all kinds of racket in the leaves. I had a I had a parabolic, cheap parabolic on, headphones on, and I'm just moving my feet around, and all you hear is, you know, and so I had to isolate the, the grunts. Even when I isolated the grunts and put the split here and the split here and the grunts in the middle, you could hear it, but it didn't register on the waveform. So right. it means it means that if that Sasquatch or whatever it was that was making that grunt, I mean, it wasn't a pig, it wasn't a dog, it wasn't a deer, and it wasn't a bear, it wasn't a wolf, it wasn't a raccoon, um, because nothing sounds like that, but a gorilla did. That's what you know we both thought. Yeah, I heard um, it. Um, there was no waveform, so our our software apparently isn't set up for um, recognizing or registering that frequency on the waveform right hmm. Hmm. yeah that's definitely something i need to learn more about uh i mean it's i've gotten to where i enjoy audio well not as much as video but i've gotten to where i really enjoy audio like getting a good quality audio you know it's uh super cool super interesting but uh fellas i'm gonna have to wrap it up I, we got soccer practice but you yeah, guys yeah. can continue on but uh, I appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, and, absolutely, uh, man. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it was yeah. going to be a Thanks good for story. having me. Thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm sure we'll be having you on again. You know, I know you got – you and Richard both have a lot more stories, you know. Oh, yeah. And uh, y'all are more than welcome to come on. And we're going to be doing – John, We're not going to say when and we're not going to say where, but we'll, we're going to be doing some uh, joint ventures. That's right. But uh, – we will it's going to be one of those things where we let people know after we do it or maybe right in the middle of it we don't want to again uh me personally i'm pulling back on the amount of information i give out you know i got a little i've gotten a little too mouthy and a little too comfortable you know so uh i gotta pull back on that a little bit but i appreciate it man captain joe i'll talk to you later on all right and uh everybody else i'll talk to you later appreciate it later bud all right see you so, so Jimmy, before we leave out, um, I did want to ask, um, what's next and new for uh, you guys down there in Florida? You know, uh, you and Richard, uh, y- your team. Um, I don't really know that we got anything really new going on. I'm sure uh-huh. we've talked about it, but yeah. I have the memory well, of a stick. Well, you got your new, um, you got your YouTube channel up. Yeah, we have the yep. the BFFG. It stands yep. for Bigfoot Forest Giants on YouTube. We're we're trying to promote it more so um, 
you know, YouTube, you have to have a thousand subscribers. It doesn't cost anything to be a subscriber. You just hit that little red bar that says subscribe. That's right. Yeah. And once you get to a thousand, it allows us to record live in the field. That's right. Um, and bring, if we come across something um, very interesting, we come across some evidence or whatever, we can show it to you as we see it. You can see it untouched, unchanged, unedited, un, um, un molested you know whatever word you want to choose it's it, it won't be missed you can see it as we see it yeah um and we can bring you along with it um if we have an encounter going down man wouldn't it be great to show the world right then and there that something's happening there's something over there behind that tree and i'm fixing to walk over there to get it moving um but we can't do that unless we have a thousand subscribers yeah um and that's why we want you know you if if you don't ever watch a single thing from our channel, but you want to help out, just hit that subscribe button. Um, that will help us get whatever we find to you in real time. Yeah. And, you know, it'll allow us to, you know, have you there. And, you know, the good thing about that too, is if we're ever in places where we can, we can do Facebook lives as well. If we've got signals and we can actually, bring you in because it, it it'll say you know bring them into the video you know so if we're watching and we're seeing something and somebody's watching we can invite you into the video and you can see as we're seeing and you're interacting with us on a personal level not just behind the scenes yep um you know it's not this none of this is about us um see i'm not trying to prove bigfoot's real i didn't know he's real um you know, I, I just recently heard something that stuck with me as soon as I saw it. Knowing is better than believing. Um, you know, I had one land five feet from me when it fell out of a tree. I know the real. I don't need the Patterson Gimlin film. I don't need all those other films. I don't need all those other evidence. I know the real. Um, but I want to have another encounter, physically, visual encounter. So as an adult, I can move past this trauma as a child because when I start talking about my childhood encounter, I relive it. I go through the fears of a child. I start to tremble. I start to shake. My voice starts to crack. I get goosebumps. Yep. Sometimes I start to cry. And I, hopefully, as an adult, I can analyze what I'm looking at. I can look at detail. As a kid, I didn't want to look at it. And that's why I'm doing this. I'm not doing this to prove them. I know they're there. There are laws out there that say that they're real. In Florida, yeah. there's laws that say so, they're real. So real quick, um, Jimmy, um, uh, someone asked, you know, uh, you guys have a channel. Uh, just tell everyone you guys' Facebook and, and uh, YouTube channel again so they can go look you guys up, give you a follow. Yeah, our, uh, our uh, okay, my uh, my, my gimbal just, just died on me. Um, uh, <laughs> our, our, our YouTube channel, uh, Richard, made is BFFG stands for Bigfoot Forest Giants. Yes, sir. Um, and our Facebook page is, uh, it's either Bigfoot Forest Giants or Forest Giants. I don't even remember. I've changed it so many times. Um, I think it's Bigfoot Forest Giants. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and who, who are all the members? I know all the members and, on our team. You and Richard. Me, yeah. me and Richard Farabee, um, yep. my buddy, best friend, roommate, bandmate, um, uh, Bobby White. Bobby um, right. And then we have Mike Velez. He's in North. He's in uh, New York right now. Okay. Um, he came down and and was uh, interacted and was a part of the 168 documentary that we did with Carrie Arnold. Before, okay. Uh, 
he passed away. Yeah. Um, all great guys, all down to earth guys. Um, no BS, anything. Um, we debunk things before we, um, even put anything towards it as a potential evidence. Um, meaning we don't look at it to debunk it. We look at it and see, could it possibly be this? Could it possibly be that? Could it possibly be this? Mm -hmm. What can we compare it to if nothing else matches and human beings match and something that is hominoid, human-like, you know, anthropoid um, um, matches? Does it make more sense that a person out here with 15-inch toes is walking into water moccasin infested swamps leaving prints and making structures at two miles off the nearest dirt path or does it make more sense that something else wild out here with human-like feet is making these prints it's more absurd to think that there's a person out there walking around barefoot in the swamp two miles off of the nearest path than something else that Thousands and thousands and thousands of people have seen this. Something that every Native American tribe in the United States and Canada has said since the beginning of their record of keeping records on walls and skins and totem poles that these things exist before we came here from Europe and ran them back in the woods with our guns. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're absolutely right, man. And Jimmy, man, I really appreciate you coming back on and sharing your story there in Tennessee and. Uh, I know Johnny's looking forward to uh, collaborating with uh, you and your team and whatnot, and I, I look forward to hearing some of the stories, maybe even getting a chance to break away, get out with you guys um, at, at some point. Sounds like um, fun. Yeah, I encourage everyone that's, that's, that tunes in, listens to, to us at the, at the Sasquatch and Counter Brigade to also, you know, um, subscribe and follow everything that... Uh, um, over the Bigfoot Forest Giants um, site, you know, I, I saw some of the videos that you guys have posted, um, you know, and it's some, some, some good stuff. Richard's always sharing some great information. Um, Richard's very active. Yeah. He's very active, which yeah. is great. I yeah. was um, until my daughter got diagnosed with autism, and I've been more family-oriented, time-spending, um, getting her... Um, <clears throat> in a uh, routine of dad yeah. being there being involved type oh of thing. definitely because no, my kid my one of my kids is 16 and one of them is 11 and they could care less if i'm home <laughs> you know um but yeah. um i want her to see the routine of dad being there yeah um, that's getting, important getting, getting used to things that she's not comfortable with right now um so um i'm not out there as much as I used to be, but Richard's really knocking it out, man. Yeah. Um, also, anybody, I know that, I don't know if some, some people may be here that didn't watch the first time I was on. My Childhood Encounter was aired on the Travel Channel's These Blitz Are Haunted, Season 2, Episode 7, titled We're Goners. Now, if any of you out there have seen that episode and you have questions that you want to hear from me about or talk about, reach out, man. I'm an open yeah. book. I'll talk yeah. about it. I'll tell you. Um, so, you know, if you've ever wondered something about that episode, you know, um, I've been blessed to meet a lot of great people in this community. I've met some really terrible people in this community, too. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm, I'm an open book. I've got nothing to hide. I've got nothing to gain. And when you start talking about a Bigfoot encounter, you've got everything to lose when it comes to personal. Um, yeah. 
my neighbors back here man they're great people yeah they're great they're great people yeah um i told him one day about bigfoot we don't hardly see him don't really get talked to yeah i mean it was Uh. but but i don't blame them is what's what a lot of people have to understand is in order to in order to accept that these things are real you have to change your reality and if yep. you're 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years old, it's too late. You're setting your ways. It's too late to change your reality until that thing steps in front of you. Yeah. It's easier to say, okay, honey, step away from the psycho, um, than it is to humor it, look into it, do a little research from the computer, see if there's if, if Bigfoot was real. There, there, Maybe there's a small community out there. It's a freaking huge community out here. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, I encourage people to, if you've got the interest and, um, if you're a non-believer, that's great. I, I understand. Um, there's so many of people out there that were non-believers until, uh, it, you know, it, it walked across in front of them until it, you know, threw a rock at the tent until they seen it chasing a deer down until they seen it grab a hog until they seen it grab a chicken out of a chicken coop. Um, you know, until a group of people seen them together, um, and, and nobody, uh, could say it was anything but what they seen. Um, sometimes it takes seeing it for yourself to believe it. Just if you don't believe, keep it in your mind that they may be real. Because if you do not, and you're in a situation where you are now confronted with one, it could ruin your life if you blow it off that they're not there. Because some people, have, it is said that some people have committed suicide because this was too hard to live with knowing that something was out there. And everybody thought they would be crazy. Yeah. Keep in your mind that they may be real. If you don't believe in them, it will affect you a lot differently and a more positive way, hopefully, than when you do come across one. Yeah. You know, so the, this past week I went over to uh, North Carolina to go visit an army buddy of mine, one of my best friends, and um, and and, and he's and he always jokes with with me about the Bigfoot thing, and uh, you know. Uh, and, and and he'll I mean he'll he'll out me in front of uh people that we're we're meeting with for business and stuff all the time, you know, like, oh yeah, and Joe's you know, uh, uh, Joe's in the Bigfoot. He's seen Bigfoot and stuff like that, right? You know. So last week was the uh, full moon, right? You know, big blue moon and you know, I know there's a lot of fo- you know, a lot of photos people took of the moon and put on, on, on their Facebook pages and whatnot. Well, you know, one night I said, Man, I'm gonna get my spawning scope out, you know, so this is my you know, this is my uh, same same spawning scope that I used um, on the on the rifle range when I had my first encounter, right? I set up on a tripod on our front porch and had my son come out and my wife and we're looking at the we're looking at the moon. I'm zooming in and you I mean it's um, I mean you're seeing craters on the moon you know show up this big, right? And my wife's just amazed like wow man I think you know I think it's powerful. I'm like yeah so. I went and got this phone scope adapter. So basically, it's an adapter that fits on your phone and, and like allows you to, yeah. yep, allows, allows <clears> you to <throat> click on to the eyepiece of the spawning scope, and whatnot. Anyways, took some real, real good pictures of the moon, and you know, I had it on my phone. And uh, so we're in, in North Carolina. I show it to my buddy. I'm like, man, check out this picture of the moon I got last week, you know. And he's like, oh man. He goes, dude, those are phenomenal, you know. And uh, you know, and then I showed him like the zoomed in pictures, and, and he couldn't believe. It. He goes, man, look at the detail, blah blah blah. And I was like. Yeah, the, I said that's the same spotting scope I saw Bigfoot at, you know, uh, 1,600 yards on 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 a firing range. I said, not you you, 
I said, now you tell me I didn't see what I saw. <laughs> you know, I mean, because, dude, yeah. you, I, I'm showing you pictures, you know, through a cell phone picture, uh, you, you know, through a spot and scope, and the crater on the moon is like that big, right? You know, I said, yeah, 1,600 yards with the, with the, uh, with my spotting scope maxed out, right? Um, and watching this this bipedal uh, large creature thing walking, <laughs> you know, I know what I saw. You know, right. the the other eyewitness, uh, you know, the safety officer, he saw it too. Now, you know, he didn't have a uh, as big as a spotting scope as I did, but he could still see it. You know, so I mean, it, it's. One of those things, but man, I know what I saw. I know what I believe. Um, you know, there, there are folks out there that kind of, you know, when I talk about it, I mean, I'll, you know, they may need, they may be non-believers, you know, but then, then at the same time, it's okay, I like, yeah, it, it is, you know, at yeah. the same time, you know, they, they also, uh, they're not too arrogant to, uh, to try to shoot holes into my story because they know they um you know the type of person i am and my character yeah. you know it's just like okay if he saw one you know and uh maybe there's something to it you know yeah um you know and, and it gains a little bit of interest that way but you know like yeah unfortunately like you're in the case of your neighbors where they just kind of all of a sudden they they're great people yeah yeah you know they may shy away from you you know because like yeah. oh man yeah. what what's that guy on or whatever you know i mean ah you know that 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 just shows that you know there's room for education and and educating, you know people. And then you know what, I, I, I hate to be them if they're driving down uh, some back road in Florida and happen to see one crossing the road or whatnot, you know. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know they're gonna have to come talk to you about it. <laughs> yeah. What what I what I do when I get because I've had this happen. Um, this happened to me at work with the with you know I'll get a couple mm-hmm. of the yahoos at work that knew that um what i did they knew that i had a documentary they found out i was on tv or whatever mm-hmm. and they kind of tried to give me a little bit of slack well the, the government would know the government would know and what i would do is I, i'm like you know what you're not a researcher but you can be today yeah. what do you mean? get out your phone and I, what i'll do that's not tell this to everybody live get out your phone if you're listening to me you can still listen to me and you can open up another window and you can google search Lower Sewanee, S-U-W-A-N-E-E, hunting regulations. Okay? And when you Google it, when you do this, the very first site that pops up is a government site. That's right. U.S.gov site. Okay? And then you click on that link. It's going to ask you to open it or download it or whatever. And you open it, and it's going to show you the hunting regulations for the Lower Sewanee area in Florida. And it's going to give you a map. But in the hog section, in this hunting regulation area now the states and the government does not mess around when it comes to guns at all period hunting included they don't they're serious about that yeah um in the hog section it's going to say in the very last sentence of that paragraph hunting hog regulations there is no hunting or taking of swamp or skunk apes (laughs) that's what they're called down here in the south yeah in the hog section now, and the reason that I believe it's in the hog section is because the hog section regulations don't change. You can kill them annoying little piglets all year round. All year round. Day so or people night. don't, lo- right. you don't need to look, you don't need to look and see if the regulations change for the hogs. So where's going to be the best place to soft release this? And so when somebody ends up killing one, they're going to say, look, we got laws and regulations on hunting these things. It's out there. And they've got you. 
you don't longer have a body now because they come and take it. Yeah. Um, and there are states all over this country, 30 something states that have a law against killing an unknown animal. Um, now, don't, shouldn't we know everything that's out there already in our forest? What else is unknown? Yeah. In Florida, 1977, they passed a law called the HB 58 Act, the Anthropoid Act. 1977 and then they amended it in 1978 and I have the the documents of the notes from when they did the meeting and talked about it and um, passed it uh, representative knuckles and they they called it HB 58 it's I believe it's been sequestered it's called the anthropoid act there is no harassing trapping hunting um, molesting but molesting in the 70s meant something different basically don't harass you know don't bother um, yeah. they also put in there don't um, you can't uh, pursue this for personal gain either this law it's called the HB 58 and they even had representatives from Louisiana I think it was the governor sent a letter to the, the House of Representatives um, with photos saying we know that some of you guys may not believe it so here's some proof these things are real um, and here's a picture of one um, and it was taken serious and it was put in law but I, be I believe it has been sequestered but I have copies of those notes that were taken um these aren't my notes these were from a um somewhere i think west palms came from west palm courthouse or something like that i believe i could be wrong on that um but heck i can share those with you guys you can read the conversations from the from the leader to everybody else in the group you know representative this and representative that um answering a question this representative replying to the question one of the sheriffs wanted to put a, an amendment in that law saying that we can treat them like deer and just shoot all the males. Yeah, um, and he wanted, he also wanted part of the law to be amended. So if he showed up on scene and there was one, he couldn't go to jail for killing one if he needed to put one down. Um, and then one of the representatives say, well, from what I hear, um, it's going to be pretty hard to tell. You're going to have to get pretty close to one to tell if it's a male or not. You know, and so they did, they shot the sheriff's idea down in this conversation of notes that the House of Representatives had. Um, so the the government knows, local governments know, Ohio, the state of Ohio, the Ohio Department of Natural Resources, that's their FWC, that's their fish and game. They did a five-part podcast. The Ohio Department of Natural Resources did a five-part podcast about Sasquatch and grass name what's mm. called Grassman in Ohio. Yeah, I'm going to have to ask about that. You know, so November, um, and I think on the last, our first podcast. You can go to the Ohio Department of Natural Resources YouTube page and find it. Yeah, I'm going to, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to look that up and then I'm going to ask some questions. You know, we're uh, um, helping put on a veteran sign up in Lima, Ohio uh, in November. And uh, so obviously, um, you know, it'll be filmed for one of the outdoor hunting shows and whatnot, but uh, um, having to get all these veterans, you know, their licenses and, 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 and whatnot, you know, to be able to hunt in the areas that they are. Um, yeah. There's there's some state uh, um, employees that, that that are part of this this thing. So I'm going to I'm going to ask them about this <laughs> stuff, too. So but but man, Jimmy, um, it was a pleasure having you back on again, man. It's great being here. Yep, I hope uh, hope we can do it again too. Get, maybe get you you and Richard both, man, and uh, um, you know, and then um, sh share some notes. You know, um, especially with things that are going on over at uh, Johnny Two Bears' place, man. It's it's yeah, 
he's got some crazy things that happen over out right outside his back door you know so yeah but man yeah. Uh, thank you for joining me this evening, man. And uh, folks, if you haven't had a chance to, um, I encourage you to go look at the Bigfoot Force Giants Facebook and their YouTube channel and uh, subscribe to it. We want to be able to get them over a thousand subscribers. That way, they can start doing some live um, live feeds from from the field, and then uh, you know we're, we can just be uh, another set of eyes watching them. So, thank you, yeah. Jimmy. Yeah, not yeah. Appreciate it. I'm glad you guys invited me back. Uh, I'm glad to be here the first time. You know, not not that this really matters. It's not really pertaining to the topic. But if anybody was interested, um, my Jimmy Bar, J I M M I E B A R R. My music is out there on iTunes, Amazon, all those online places. They're just country. It's country, country rock. I'm a rock singer, trying to sing country, but they're great songs, great lyrics, and whatnot. And um, my daughter, I had mentioned, who's autistic. Um, Her book. She inspired me. She inspired me to write a book. Just she didn't do it, but me thinking about her did. It made yeah. me just this silly, overjoyed happiness thing of, hey, uh, you should write a children's book. So I wrote a book called. Her name is Carly. So I wrote a book called Carly the Princess Dragon, um, because dragons are way cooler than bunnies and unicorns like it kept me it kept me engaged you know writing about uh, how do you how, how do you spell carly c-a-r-l-e-e -E. and i would you know i i have given away more of these books than i've sold um so i would suggest anybody that has a little girl a uh, little boy um uh, a granddaughter um a niece you know um this book would be great and and it's it's at barnes and noble and it's um on amazon and whatnot but to be honest with you it's cheaper on amazon don't pay the full price don't pay the full price at barnes and noble um go to amazon and get them sometimes you can practically find them half off i'm so not said, making any money off of these things you said carly uh, carly the princess dragon correct c-a-r-l-e-e -E. um yeah. Uh, you know, take one to uh, your pediatrician's office and leave it there yeah. for the kids to read. Uh, take one to the nearest children's hospital that you go to, or take one to church in the daycare. If you work at a daycare, you've got friends at a daycare. Take one. You know, basically, it's about a little dragon who was born and, and learns all these kinds of things that she can do on the very first day she was born, <laughs> because awesome. she has a magical horn. She can be whatever she wants to be by using her horn. Is that a euphemism or not? Euphemism. Uh, who knows? You know, I haven't decided on the second part. You know, but um, it's a great little cute um, story, um, and we're really proud of it. My kids and my wife and I were all involved on the designing of the dragons. The family unit matches our family unit: mom and dad, two older brothers, and a baby sister. That's Riker awesome. got to pick out the color of the dragon that would be his age. Landon got to pick out the color of the dragon his age. My wife picked out the purple dragon. It's even got a beauty mark right where my wife has a beauty mark the dragon the mama dragon so you know we put a little bit of personal stuff into it you know um yeah you know it's 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 not house of dragons you know um you know from hbo with uh you know uh game of thrones but it's a it's a cute little book um and you know like i said i've given more away than i've sold because if nobody reads it nobody's going to see it um so you know again i'm not trying to promote it but i have a I have an opportunity to let people enjoy it. No. I don't do this on my own pages. I don't really promote it because I had one person say, you seem kind of conceited about your work. And kind yeah, of not at all. Me. 
it kind of stuck with me. Like, uh, wow. well, yeah, I just was, I was proud of what I'd done, but I wasn't forcing on anybody. But, no. um, yeah, I mean, go to, if you want one, go to Amazon. You can get them on Amazon for almost half off. Good deal. Well, thank you, Jimmy. Well, I'm going to make Absolutely. sure I'm going to look that up. Thank you so much, and you have a good you evening. Bet. And then, uh, Absolutely, you too. Yep, and we'll be back on again some other time. Right on to the non-believers, the ones driving from, you know, driving. I know she's driving and listening and whatever. It was yeah, great Kristen. Great. Yeah, it was my great friend. To have, great to hear you. Yeah, my friend Kristen. She was the former uh, 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 chief of staff at Grunt Style Apparel back uh, back when uh, I was a consultant with them. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad she was able to listen and hear your cool yeah, story. So That's awesome. All right. All right, bud. Thanks. I appreciate Thank it. You. All you right. Bet. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Great job, 